to 1.37 p.m.'s Live from the Bar Cart. A look into the style, culture, strength, and grind of the modern day man. Maya, 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 welcome to the 1.37 p.m. Live from the Bar Cart podcast. I'm your host, Brian Anthony Hernandez, and you, of course, are a Grammy-winning singer, a songwriter, a producer, a dancer, an actress, an activist, and an entrepreneur. Basically the ultimate multi-hyphenate. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're both rocking our, our bright yellows. Yes, we yeah, are. What, what mood are you feeling right now? Summer and the end of summer. While it's blazing hot in New York City, I wanted to take part. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to dive deep into your music because I've been a fan since the 90s. Um, but first, since we're at the bar cart, we need to talk about wine, specifically your own wine. Uh what kind of wine do you have and why did you want to jump into the wine business? Well, nutrition has uh, taken a big part of my life over the last, I would say, five, six years. And when I was doing some vegan transitioning, I developed a vegan wine that's organic, non-GMO and sulfite-free. And I released it during Valentine's Day in 2016 alongside Ooh. a project. But I realized I couldn't have any wine anymore if it weren't vegan, and yeah. that's one of my go-tos for de-stressing. It's great for the blood. It's great for the heart. A good red wine, and this is Planet Nine Fine Wine, which is a Cabernet, red Cabernet, with plum infusions, which also happens to be my favorite dessert wine, Japanese oh. wine. All right. Yeah. I need to try this. Where, where can people get it? You can get my wine exclusively right now on mayamaya.com forward slash shop. All right. Definitely going to order some. I need some dessert wine in my household right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So fun fact, in 1998, I owned a physical copy of your debut album, Maya. I still remember the pose, the hat, the outfit, the skirt. It's a fantastic album that I listened to in my bedroom all the time. Flash forward to, to today, you've released seven more studio albums since then. What's your secret to longevity? Oh, I just take my time and do what feels right take matters into my own hand and stay grinding so that I can always invest in myself. Yeah, and loving what you do is very important. When you're passionate about something and it makes you feel alive and fulfilled, you end up doing that anyways. And I'm very much built like my dad, who's also an entertainer and performs every weekend because that's what he loves to do. So it's just a passion and a love that I have for music and art and entertainment and creation that keeps me going. You can definitely see that passion in your new music video for Damage off this album, TKO. Um, it's very artistic, very beautiful, very, it's just you in a room dancing, um, very like contemporary art type dance yeah. movements. Um, what inspired that song? Tell people what that's about. Well, that song uh, was inspired by fear, honestly, but also desire. So I'm a woman that obviously desires a man, but he possesses some traits that are very scary. You know, you know that you can get addicted to something so tantalizing and alluring and that it may possibly take you out, the knockout. You know, that's what that whole album is about, conquering a fear, crossing the line, expressing yourself, but also demanding what you want, also realizing simultaneously that there 
is going to be hurt involved in, in life. Are you prepared for that? Damage can be done with food that always looks great, but is not necessarily good for you. Yeah. So men and food are very similar. Oh my gosh, I'm stealing that <laughs> You line. know what I'm saying? That's so, amazing. Damage is all about that. But on a serious tip, Galen Hooks was responsible for the choreography and the look, the artistic direction of the video, because it's just so real and raw, getting into the human emotions and experience with the doubt, the fear, the insecurity, the vulnerability, the desire, the passion, the sensuality, all of that is in that song and video. And that's definitely become a fan favorite um, since this album came out. Uh, I was listening to a lot of it um, over the course of the past few weeks, and um, that's a standout one for me, but definitely what are some other ones that are like ones where you're getting fan reactions. The fans really love a lot of different things. I think in the summer they love the record Down, which is more Caribbean inspired. The fall is an intro. They want it to be longer and the TKO Teddy Pendergrass ode (laughs) or tribute. They want that to be a full song. I hear all kinds of things. Uh, Everyone has their favorites. Uh, They really love With You. It's still trap and be and contemporary R&B. The ones that have gotten the most video requests are Simple Things, If Tomorrow Never Comes, and Damage. Yeah, If Tomorrow Never Comes, The Closer. Yeah. Um, I was at a show the other day, and I met one of my fans, and he said, this is going to be my wedding song. Wow. I'm tying the knot to this song. (laughs) I hope you got the contact info so you can see, like, the dance, the beautiful dance and everything. Yeah. That's so cool. I think one thing people don't know about this album, though, is you released it independently on your own record label called Planet Nine. And um, I think I heard that Prince inspired you or at least helped give you advice to launch this. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. When I first started my independent journey in 2007, um, I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, but I was able to meet with two mentors of mine, and one of those people was Prince. And um, in 2008, I opened up for him at the London O2 Arena, and that's actually the very first conversation we had in depth, where he let me know that there are other ways to the business and different business models, and that he would definitely assist if I stayed independent. (laughs) And I was just learning at that moment in time. Um, So yes, as far as artistic advice, he definitely made sure that I he told artists to have high vibrational music and solution music, but also no samples. So there are no samples in any of my independent projects. Um, I sing everything over. I recreate it. We replay something. If there's going to be an interpolation, those are smart pieces of advice from Prince. Hey, it costs an arm and a leg, but challenge yourself creatively, artistically, musically to be original or at least play an instrument you know so I I take all these things and absorb the knowledge the wisdom and you don't find out until later why and I so badly wanted to play Smooth Jones that album in 2016 for him and uh, my dad reached out to his team in March and um, on the 20th the 18th anniversary of my first album he graduated and ascended you know but I was really proud of that because I kept all of those creative pieces of advice and put it into Smooth Jones, and it got nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, I was about to say that 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 was a Grammy-nominated album. How did it feel um, 18 years into your career to continue to get that critical acclaim through the Grammy and the Recording Academy? Well, the, the independent journey is really 
time consuming. It uh, it takes a person that has a work ethic and very disciplined as well as has tunnel vision and <laughs> the bigger picture mentality and that commitment to execute so many different components outside of just art. And that's a big headache if that's not what you are able to tolerate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole different side. Um, so getting the Grammy nomination for something that, first of all, was driven by my spirit and love for music and nothing else. No marketing, you know, no major machine or anything behind it. No radio play it was, it was amazing. It, it made me cry, it made me laugh, it made me scream. But it was confirmation at the end of the day. Do the work, listen to your mentors, what they say has wisdom and learning lessons and pitfalls attached to what they've been through. So don't go through the same mistakes or don't make the same mistakes. Apply that wisdom and, and stick to it and let music and whatever passion ignites your heart and, and glow to be the driving force. So it was a big moment for me that was I would say career changing as an independent artist because hey, sometimes you do want to just take a break and throw in the towel and push the release date, but no, that's what keeps me going. Moments like that, moments with J Prince, moments with Prince in your ear, meeting Mint Condition and a lot of inspirations on red carpets at award shows or just being to be amongst people that inspired you and, and make you feel the way you felt when you fell in love with music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And you're no stranger to red carpets and the Grammys. Um, of course, uh, you won a Grammy with uh, Lady Marmalade. Um, I want to talk about that because it's something my friends and I bring up year after year. We always think of dream teams that we could assemble for a, a, another remake of that song. If you could pick a dream team of four or five women, who would you pick to do another remake? Oh, of Lady Marmalade? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't be women at all. Oh, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have my female version, <laughs> and I would have my drag queen version. All right, let's, you know, let's do both right okay, now. Okay, so I actually just saw on Instagram the other day, um, oh, my gosh, there were, like, five females chosen already from, like, the general public. But I would definitely choose Jessie J. She has an amazing powerhouse voice. Um, uh, Nikki or Cardi to be rapper on the song. Uh, who else? <laughs> Why not both? Let's have them both. Well, yeah, right? both. <laughs> hey, I mean, if we're talking about just the yeah, regular yeah. slots and verses, but yeah, definitely that. Jesse J, Nikki or Cardi or both. Uh, Ariana Grande, and there was one other person, Kalani. Yes. Yeah. Kalani is mm -hmm. awesome. That's Megan Trainer. All right. I mm -hmm. love that light up. Yeah. Love all those girls. I've interviewed many of them. So Yeah. Great, great vocals, great people in general. And then now you mentioned a drag queen version. You're a big fan of drag queens? <laughs> oh yeah, like <laughs> totally. I love doing pride festivals. Those are actually some of my favorite performances where I can do it all. You know, they are very receptive to entertainment and theater. Yeah. I love presentation. So those are some of my favorite performances and atmospheres to be at. The love is unreal. Any specific queens in general? Yeah. Um, Amanda Lepore, mm -hmm. Alternate, RuPaul, 
I mean, yeah, we can we can play for sure. <laughs> yeah. I've been hosting a few uh, drag race viewing parties this year. Really? Um, yeah, at like events and yeah. So I have some faves too that I could throw in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please do. All right. So um, you've done plenty of acting gigs over your career as well. Um, right now you are the star in The Fifth Ward. Um, but... I, as a fan of television, want to know what you're watching right now, especially like what are you binging maybe on Netflix? <laughs> oh, I don't have any binge right now. No? Too busy? Yeah, <laughs> but I, once upon a time, I did binge and it was non-productive, counterproductive. <laughs> so I chose not to have a TV in my house for that reason. Wow. Out in California. Um, because I, I need to focus right now. But it was on Breaking Bad when that first came out Mm. and I put all of my friends onto that series. It was amazing. Yeah. I would be in the house (laughs) on the couch, just watching episode after episode and waiting for the next season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that show almost (laughs) didn't make it past, I think season two or three until Netflix picked it up and people just started binging it like crazy. It's a serious situation. Tell me a little bit about your character in Fifth Ward and maybe who you draw inspiration from to create that person. I play the role of Mina, a single mother of three boys in the heart of Houston, Texas, the inner city black neighborhood, which is a historical black neighborhood, Fifth Ward. My husband gets murdered and I'm left to figure out life alone, financially, obviously, but with a record attached based on a bust that I was actually present on the scene of, I now have a record with my current boyfriend. So it's very hard to get a job. And now that leaves me faced with some life decisions that I have to make in order to take care of my priorities, which are my children. And so being a member of the church, it's very challenging because there's judgment there. (laughs) And you see me downward spiral and have to put myself and everything and everyone on the back burner so that my love and my seeds are taken care of. So it is a human experience and a test of faith, a test of strength, a test of stepping outside of the box, you know. It was a very tough role. Where I pulled information and inspiration from, you know, growing up, watching my grandmother, my mother, the cousins in my family, my aunts, just have to deal with so much, so much taking care of just kids, whether it were a two-parent or one-parent household. It's, it's hard, and things are very expensive constantly. So just survival in the world can be tough. And then to have children that rely on you as the source of survival and then happiness on top of that, you were just trying to survive. That's where I pulled from. But also being the caretaker of my family as an independent artist and you know, oldest sister, oldest sibling in my family, that comes with a lot of focus and discipline and putting my needs, not even needs, wants on the back burner. You know, mm-hmm. so I pull from a lot of different sources. Yeah. All right. And this came out in March. Um, are you working on anything else in the acting world right now? Um, not at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you like to? Oh, yes. I, I like to do anything that I'm passionate about, you know, that resonates with me at that moment, yeah. moment in time. But definitely theater's in the future. Acting is in the future. Um, Any dream 
roles you'd like to like, sh- or shows you'd like to jump into that are currently on the air? I really appreciate crime shows. All right. Yeah. Law and Order. And norms, well, roles out of the norm, whether it be an assassin or someone that's addicted, you know, a mental health case. There are a lot of different things and, and parts of my life that I can apply for sure. But, you know, being the typical singer, <laughs> I get called on that many times, but yeah. that's that's very predictable. So I tend to shy away from that unless it's the secondary part of a role. But I can't be picky. But what I do ultimately want is to do things that either I can write on um, or be very connected to and passionate about. Awesome. And you were talking about how music is always on the horizon. Um, by the time this is out, your song, um, Got My Own, mm-hmm. will be released and a uh, music video will be out. Uh, so let's talk about it as though we're already out. So um, you have a new track, uh, GMO, out right now. Uh, tell us what that collaboration's about and what the music video is all about. Yes, GMO, Got My Own, produced by My Guy Mars, who's an executive pro- uh, producer on TKO, as well as Resource, who did part of the track as well. The feature is a female powerhouse, Tink, who sings and raps, by the way. And on this particular song, she's spitting bars. So it is a female anthem, but as independent and strong as it is, it is not a male bashing song. It's still welcoming because we allow a man to be a man. A, I have my own, but I will completely allow you to spend it on me. So it's very <laughs> playful. <laughs> it's very playful. It feels Sets good to the get record be straight, treated, yeah. But also, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I love to get treated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you should, as you should. We work hard, so we get, we have to get rewarded sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what it's all about. Very fun, completely different sound than the knockout, but still consistent in the production because my team is a part of that. How long was this in the making? So we shot a video last year, and it's finally coming out over a year later. (laughs) I waited a little bit, Um, but I had a ball of tink on set. It's a very colorful video. Dana Rice and myself directed and produced and edited the video. And a young choreographer that I saw on Instagram named Isabel Capitule, I believe she's from the Philippines, but resides in America, is going to school. She's so young in college right now, but I I took to her talent when I saw her choreographing and just freestyling on Instagram, and I'm like, she has the swag. She gets it. She's special. So my people reached out to her, and she was totally down, and she killed it. Yeah, the yeah. moves are fire. Yeah. So that's a great backstory <laughs> to like how those moves came together. Yeah. yeah behind the scenes. All right, now time for a rapid fire question round. Mm-hmm. Um, these are fun. So quick answers. Yeah. What was your first job? Dance teacher. Dance teacher. Mm-hmm. All right. And your team? 14. 14. Wow. I yeah. started young. <laughs> yeah. Well, your first album came out at 18. So, all right. Um, who's next? Who are some people that are inspiring you in the music industry right now? Drake. Drake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and India Ari. Mm-hmm. She has a podcast and her performances always inspire me. She's amazing. Um, oh, a music industry. What Dr. Dre is doing with beats is amazing on the tech side. I think that's 
awesome. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, this, this cool series on our Instagram called My Female Role Model. Okay. Uh, we talked about Prince and Jay Prince, but who's your female role model? My female role model. Oh, there are so many. I love Sheila E. Mm. She's beautiful, but she's kick-ass. Yeah. I love that balance. And she can play the drums, which is even cooler. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's the person you're texting the most? The person I'm texting the most is my publicist. Yeah. <laughs> Very important person. We love publicists. Right. <laughs> All right. What app can't you live without? What app can I not live without? Hmm. I haven't thought about that. It would probably be mail on my phone because that's where most business is conducted, which brings in the dollars and cents and yeah. puts food on the table. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking to Wyclef, and he said his most used app is um, WhatsApp because he transfers a lot of his audio files on there, which was new to me. I don't know if a lot of artists do that. I don't. Yeah. I use the computer still. Yeah. <laughs> old school. <laughs> All right. And if you could give... Um, Three life rules to live by to help people who are listening right now. What would you say? Three life rules to live by. Ingest positive energy. And that means with everything in your life. We're combated with so many different negative forces in our world. Ingest positive food. Ingest positive thoughts. Ingest and project positive thinking and aspiration and something positive will happen surround yourself around positive minds and thinkers that will combat disease that will combat depression doctor's bills and medications you know that's very important for self-care and functionality but also a great life in this blink of an eye time number two live below your means or within your means at least, so that you don't become a slave to debt because it's so easy in the society and the world that we live in, crafted by us, it's so far away from the natural world. And so the things that we consume sometimes consume us. So living within or at least below your means until you're in a comfortable space financially is a smart move to make. And then you'll begin to realize that, hey, none of this stuff really matters because what I ultimately want is fulfillment. What are the things that bring me that bliss and fulfillment? It's none of these because these expire. So that's the second piece of advice. Three, define everything yourself. Define what success is, beautiful is, healthy, wealthy, rich. When we chase ideas of what others define for us, even relevant, you know, think, words like that, that put humans in a category or a box and hold some kind of weight or expectations uh, over us, that can lead to self-doubt, feeling incomplete, feeling not valid or successful or worthy. And that's dangerous. But redefine everything for yourself. Don't look to other sources for what matters to you. You must define your own life for you. And we're not 
all meant to live the same exact life or chase the same dream and timeline either. So make your own rules. I love that. Yeah. Spread positivity, ingest positivity. So yeah, these are great words to live by. For sure. Yeah. All right, Maya. So you have your wine business, you have your independent record label. Um, Why is it important for artists and musicians to have this entrepreneurial mindset where they're not only doing music, but they're doing other side hustles as well? Well, as an entrepreneur, first of all, as a human, you need to survive in the world. (laughs) And then as an entrepreneur, you're always investing in self. You can take meetings with investors, but for the most part, it's going to rely on you until you make someone believe. And that usually takes investment. So it's okay to do other things for survival. Ultimately, what you're passionate about is usually what you're chasing and investing in. But in order to survive, in order to invest, to get where you want to be, and there's hopefully a new phase of that success every year, as you define it, you must pull from another source when things are not necessarily flowing properly financially or in a way where the money is coming in. This is a type of business and entertainment, uh, per se, or just entrepreneurship in general, it can be up, it can be down until you've reached that constant flow. Um, and to function, I believe, is just okay to understand the dynamics. Yes, 100% is what you collect. 100% is also what you must invest of your own money initially. But in the interim, if you need to be a chef, if you need to teach classes, if you need to get a day job, it's not the end all be all. It's a part of the process. It's a part of the investment. It's a part of the dream. It's a part of the bigger picture. And if your ego allows you to step in different shoes, you'll be surprised at what you learn in different aspects of different professions that can still apply to your daily operation for your independent entrepreneurship from the managerial side to how to treat people and human resources side, how to deal with being a server because if you are an entrepreneur, you want your business to reflect what you're giving. You're ultimately here to serve people with hopefully something they need or convince them that they want this and desire it and hopefully keep coming back more so that you stay in business but give your best every time. And so a lot of those skill sets you have to pull from being something that you're not necessarily comfortable with all the time. And it's beneficial in the long run, so don't be afraid. I encourage it, actually. I'm 90% business and 10% artist. I'm lawyer, I'm agent, I'm manager, I'm road manager, I'm engineer, I'm whatever it takes to get the vision out in a very small boutique way. And then maybe a couple of years later, there's a Grammy nomination. Yeah. You know, but Those that's are what such it takes. important words for our audience to hear. They're very entrepreneurial, hardworking, um, as long as they put their ego aside and put in the work and put in some work that maybe they don't always enjoy, but it leads to them being able to finance their pa- true passions. And micromanage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one more thing um, I want to mention, we were talking about this off um, off the mic earlier. Um, we put our headphones on ASMR. You just watched the new Janet video where she was doing ASMR. What, what are your thoughts on that trend in that video? I love it. 
<laughs> I tried ASMR recently, and I was whispering the whole time. And for a singer, that's really difficult to do. That's not what you're supposed to do to take care of your chords. That's the last thing a vocal coach will tell you to do. Do not whisper and do not yell. So mine was a little different than Janet's, and I'm, I'm realizing that she actually has a nice tone. She's not whispering like I was. And I'm like, I didn't know that you could actually have a tone during ASMR. It was very soothing. I listened to everything she said because she said it so pleasantly. And that's actually a lesson that I had to take. Sometimes the way you say something will keep someone's attention versus just what you say. Mm -hmm. And it's so engaging. Wait, let's try it now. Let's sign off by doing (laughs) ASMR. So, uh, okay. All right, right. Maya, thanks so much for joining us today on Live from the Bar Cart. Thanks, Brian. I really had a great time. Thank you for the invite. Enjoy the new project. All right, anytime. (laughs) Much love. All right, thanks, Maya. Appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. This is 1.37 p.m. If you want to own the future, start this minute. Live from the Bar Cart is a Gallery Media production.